Throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections. From our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. It's time to listen and learn. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Things Worth Considering. I am Gord Riddell, and directly across from me sits this show's other host, Dr. Jan Hill. <laughs> yep, see, Jan is in the house. Um, <laughs> wow, I can't believe this year is just screaming by because we are coming up to Thanksgiving weekend already. Yep. Which is kind of scary. Now, that's Canadian Thanksgiving, just so that our American listeners don't get even more anxious about how fast time seems to fly lately, Mm -hmm. and they just would have lost another six weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this weekend is all about being thankful. Uh, It just happens to coincide with uh, harvest time when all of the great food that we grow is ready to arrive on my dining room table and let the eating begin. But importantly, this weekend is a perfect place to reflect upon the important concept of gratitude. Yes. So has it been studied? There's all kinds of studies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Positive good. psychology is big on studying gratitude, right? I know. It's, it's shown to be uh, way, way more than I think what people ever give it credit for. Yeah. Uh, it's used as a treatment for depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a tool for attracting um, all that you want from that love life to the vacation that you've always dreamed about. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I doubt, though, that very many people ever consider the impact of having this attitude of gratitude uh, consistently present in your daily lives can have. It can literally change people's lives. Do you agree? I totally agree. And in oh. fact, there's lots of research that suggests that gratitude is sort of the, is the number one thing. If you do your gratitude exercises, you build that gratitude muscle, that you can have a greater impact. It's the fastest, easiest way to have an impact on your overall, um, I would say, your, obo- your overall self-reported happiness quotient. Let's put it that way. Oh, so absolutely. how happy you feel that you are yeah. can be most strongly affected by gratitude. Yeah, I mean, gratitude is like, uh, a, that and exercise are like primary treatments for depression. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, forget the pill. No, don't forget the pill. That's up to your doctor to tell you that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, certainly depression ha- and, and anxiety is certainly shown to be um, uh, just, you know, very well treated with it. Now, it's really important that we sort of take a look at how, how this is happening. Um, and we're going to look at different things like, being grateful versus being appreciative and uh, and what gratitude to me and I think to Jan what that really means as well. So uh, terminology, okay? You do something for me and you give me something and I thank you and I am grateful for that. Now, I see this is a problem right here already because most people don't say thank you anymore. Well, right. Uh, I th- uh, just acknowledging and being thank you know saying thank you to someone like when they hold the door open for you mm-hmm. uh, instead they simply push past and keep going yeah so i see just stopping to thank somebody as a pro social behavior right so oh my God, when yes. you stop and thank somebody even if you don't know them for doing something that is kind of innocuous right what it, you're really saying is i notice you noticing me and i thank you for that so somebody holds the door open and you're this happened yesterday on campus somebody stopped and held the door open for me because i had armful of books and whatever and i just said thank you very much i appreciate your kindness as i walked by right but good for you yeah but what you're really doing is saying i see you 
you seeing me, me. Yes. and I thank you for that. Yeah, right? Miss Manners would be very proud of that because I think Miss Manners would be quite upset to see the decline of civility uh, mm-hmm. in her world of please and thank you. Yeah, Miss Manners. Yeah, Miss Manners. Yeah, but this also when we when we acknowledge people like that, it it builds it strengthens it strengthens relationships. It builds relationships. Right? Absolutely, even if you don't even know the person. Yeah, and it gives sort of positive reinforcement for somebody who opens the door or whatever, right? Because maybe the next time well, yeah. they're going to pay more attention too, and they're going to open the door. You know, I, I think that there's a reasonable expectation, too, in certain situations that we would help someone and vice versa. Yeah, I think so. But although, you know, it's interesting because there's also tons of studies on crowd behavior, right? By the whole effect of um, observing bullying and stuff where people, they people just stand back and they don't become involved. They assume that somebody else is becoming involved or that there's somebody else more qualified there or whatever, right? They're, they don't want to put themselves at risk. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that plays a big one, but yeah. it's certainly in crowd stuff. But I'm just talking about like one-on-one, you know. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, uh, I think that, you know, there is that whole thing of like, I, I don't know anything. Uh, I'm not going to get involved. Uh, but, you know, if you see someone slip and fall and you see their belongings fall everywhere, and then people because they don't want to get involved. Right. You know? And that's just a one-on-one basis. I understand totally that, that whole thing of, mm-hmm. you know, the more people see something happen, the less likely you are to get any help uh, mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but just that, that, I don't know, is there a, a sense of, uh, you know, entitlement that's going on here? Uh, I think that, you know, I deserve this to be done. I deserve for you to hold the door open for me. No, I think there's just kind of, I don't know about that, but what I feel like happens sometimes is that this settings where you don't know anybody throughout the course of your day you know you sit on the subway with people you don't know you walk on the street street with people you don't know you park in the parking lot with people you don't know (laughs) right you know there's all this interaction this kind of superficial uh interaction amongst strangers and so what ends up happening is we walk through the world uh, with a and that anonymity can actually also be part of the feeling that well we don't we don't we're not noticed by anybody but we don't belong to anybody or we right. don't need to connect to anybody and now of course we're all walking and looking at our screens as we're walking so we <laughs> might not even notice what's going on around us that did be so it's a total disconnect. I think it is, right? And that's kind of interesting because people who practice gratitude exercises have not only an increased positive mood um, and happiness and more satisfaction with life, but they also feel more connected to people around them, which increases their resiliency, right? Yep, absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, and helps them, encourages them to develop patience, humility, wisdom. I think that, you know, that you just explained that whole thing of, you know, there's so many uh, uh, superficial uh, interactions from the parking lot to the subway to the whatever it might be in an urban environment. Um, I think then to walk in feeling anonymous that nobody wa- you know yeah. notices me yeah. is not really good for your psyche. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's a, it's such a disconnect and sh- begins to shut us down. Yeah. So when we arrive at wherever we're going, say here at the school or into the office or whatever, you just. You would just feel like, well, no one's going to notice me. Why should I even lift my head up and say hello? You know, social historians have linked this kind of anonymity within uh, larger urbanized settings um, or larger communities to um, the creation and widespread use of money. And you're thinking, really, Jan? What's the connection? I know you're thinking (laughs) that, right? But here's the connection. So when you live in a rural environment where you know everybody, 
you've got extra carrots, they've got extra potatoes, right? You're going to trade because you want to be friends. You want to stay friends. You want to make sure that when the cold winter comes and you need more potatoes because you ate yours, that you can take more carrots back over there and, you know, you can support each other. Bring in waged labor. Bring in uh, relationships that are mediated by money, right? And money is really just uh, kind of an objectified a way of like it's a it's an object that connotes worth right these these this sack of potatoes is worth five bucks these carrots are worth two bucks kind of thing right it's just about value but um then what ends up happening is people will sell their potatoes capitalism right will sell their potatoes to the person who can pay the most not to the person who they have the strongest social connection with right not to the person who um uh, you know, that they might have to rely on in, in the winter. So in fact, what ends up happening is you sell your potatoes perhaps to the biggest jerk on the block. Right. Right? Yep. Who has, maybe they've got the most money. And then come winter. Yeah. And then your social <laughs> relationships degrade. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And then, of course, the whole big capitalist picture, right, is that we all end up caught into this wage labor economy where we have to go out. We have to disconnect from other people. We have to be separate so that we can get up in the morning, do our thing at work, you know, be as effective and as efficient as possible. Sorry, don't have time to talk to you. You're in my way. Here I am marching through the subway. Got to get to work kind of thing, right? Yep. Where we can make as much money as we possibly can so that we can buy the things at probably inflated prices, right? Probably. From, yeah, from people, right? Instead yeah. of just trading them with our neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the government got in on that a long time ago when sure. they decided that bartering was actually reportable. Mm-hmm. We had to report it as income. Yep, the, what do they call it? The, um, it's the labor economy. They have a name for it, the hidden labor economy or something, but it's like nasty word. To yeah, describe it's it, right? huge too. The, the, under, the underground economy? economy? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. But anyway, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I give you potatoes and then take something else and there's a difference in that price, we have to report it. I know. It's crazy. Right? Isn't it crazy? It is. I it know. is. Unless it's, totally, it's a gift. It doesn't make me feel grateful. So I'll gift you my potatoes and you can gift me your carrots. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. They're growing on my balcony in my condo. There you go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the... Uh, the whole thing, so uh, being grateful, okay, uh, that you've done something for me. I know it might be semantical, but rather than calling it a gra- my gratitude, is it, I want to just call that, I want to show you some appreciation for you yeah. recognizing me or whatever, okay? Only, only in terms of being able to set up sort of uh, what I think gratitude is, and that is that it's a complete felt sense. It's not an intellectual thank you. Yeah. It's uh, when gratitude you know, as a felt sense, is there for me. It's like from head to toe. Yeah. You know, it's a whole body thing. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's very much an intellectual kind of a, an exercise, you know. So, but, you know, uh, let's look at how humans decide whether we're going to participate in something or not, all right? So we've talked on this show that science has pretty much proven that the human brain's first response to almost anything is going to be negative. Mm-hmm. That's our natural Kind of, kind of thing, and I would say it's reinforced. Yeah. You sure you want to go there? I don't know. That's not a very good idea. You know, Billy's a bad person. <laughs> yeah, and plus we live in a culture, right? A oh. culture of negative news. So the culture that it's pays attention news. to it's negativity. Fake news. It's fake news. Yeah. There's nothing bad out there. But no, that a uh, culture that pays more attention to the negative stuff than the positive Absolutely. stuff, right? And it feeds all of our fear. Yeah. It feeds all of our you know, negative values, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So. 
you know, what runs through our head so quickly when somebody presents something uh, new to us is like, um, how much is this going to cost me? What will I lose? What do I have to do? What's in it for me? Uh, what am I going to give up? And is it worth it? Yeah. I think those are probably the, we run through those questions so quickly, though. It's not like, you know, any, any time is spent. We are so used to doing this. It's in nanoseconds. We just, and then we say, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a great idea. So there's a big part of me that agrees with you. And then there's this part of me that doesn't, you know, as always, of right? Of course there is. Yeah. So the part of me that agrees with you, you says, chair, yeah, <laughs> in some ways there are people who might be hyper-individualistic and uh, sort of hyper-self-oriented, let's say, and they might do that. But then there's another group of people. And because the, the, the qualities you've just listed are like the classical qualities of the neoliberal self, right? Yep. Which is, you know, comes out of Locke, Rousseau, Hobbes, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Which suggests that we are at the very heart an economic being. So it's utilitarian. Everything we engage in, every social behavior, we are consciously or unconsciously trying to manipulate the outcome for ourselves. So we're judging it and all that. And you know what? I do think that there are people, and I think these people often get themselves in a lot of trouble, but but I do think that there are people and there are periods of our life and there are certain relationships where we don't do that. Right. Right, where we defy that actual categorization of self, that identification of self. Yeah, those that don't get into huge problems. Yeah. Like broken marriages. Yeah, or they're the <laughs> children people. Children who hate them. Yeah, they're the people who get taken advantage of by other people, right? Yeah. Because they're the people who are like, sure, I can take the crumbs and I'm going to make a crumble cake. And <laughs> mm, it's delicious. <laughs> and bless them, right? Yes. Yeah. No, Okay. 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 But I think that if you look at animal behavior, you know, if I followed you completely. Yes. Uh, okay. You went to, this is where, okay. where I might have lost you. You went to the person who's like the poor me. You know, I, I'm fine. I'll just take the crumbs. Mm-hmm. But you, you started more, uh, more of the person who look, just looks out for their stuff. Well, because that's the opposite. The person who's right, absolutely, the absolutely. victim is like the opposite and it's not even a victim because there's lots of victim. people yeah. who are open-hearted, oh. very open-hearted and generous people, right? Yes. It's the person who is who is victimized and sees themselves as a victim who actually identifies their generosity and their open-heartedness as problematic. Yes, hopefully. Right? So that's hopefully. why I just use them, right? But, okay, so to go back then to the mm-hmm. first piece, the opposite of that, yeah. all right, is the looking out for it. Is that not just instinctual animal behavior? No, I don't think so. But you, you know, we always disagree on this. <laughs> yeah, but we always disagree on the animal study stuff, you and I, right? Of course. Because I just, I just, I think animals have culture, and I think animals have a deeper understanding of things than they I know think what, what they you, need. You do and go for it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is are we not sort of more like that? No, I don't think so. I think that accounts for our, our what we would then view from a conscious position of of being selfish. Yeah, let's use that word. You know, I don't see animals as being selfish. If you're running out of a house that's on fire, or you're trying to get off the Titanic, yeah. But most of us just going into work on the subway or whatever, whatever, it right? It feels like the Titanic. Away. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the ship is going down, right? Yeah, it feels bad some days. But no, I think there's a lot more to it than just the you know the fight or flight you know force my way into 
whatever it is I want in my life kind of perspective. I don't think right. that we are utilitarian beings. No, no, I don't. I don't either. I guess I was looking at a needs base like in terms of food yeah. and, you know, yeah. that kind of thing as opposed to presence. Yeah. And my bias you know. is fundamentally I don't like applying an economic model to uh, the human self. Oh, right. No kidding. So on but, the economic model, we economically have to take <laughs> a break here. Uh, so this is things worth considering, and we hope we're giving you lots of things to consider uh, <laughs> today with Jan and Gord, and we will be back on the other side of these commercials. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental dynamic educational environment we believe learning is much more than just theories it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Vidal and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back to Things Worth Considering. Uh, This is Gordon Jan, and we are talking about gratitude. Um, And we have been uh, talking about the difference between sort of being grateful and being thankful and appreciative um, uh, in order that we can take a look at uh, how gratitude is actually something that is in our whole body uh, when we uh, build that up for ourselves. So most of us live with this attitude of negativity. Mm-hmm. which the brain, you know, we just talked about, the brain is normally wants to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, what happens when we live there all the time, though? Well, right. You know. You know, and neurologically, too, like the the neuropsychology tells us, right, basically what is felt and what is experienced is reinforced in the neurology of the brain. 
So you just, if you feel bad, you just feel worse. You feel worse. Exactly. And, and from a spiritual perspective is that, you know, that the whole law of attraction. I mean, if you expect mm-hmm. bad things, that's exactly what you're going to get. I think this is why clients who make, well, any of us, but I just think of clients, of course, but who make big leaps in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And they struggle with the personal relationships they have because it's kind of like they just outgrew everybody. Oops, grew again. And then, <laughs> you know, and the things that were acceptable before become suddenly like, hey, you know, that's not that's not working for me anymore. And so, you know, they end up feeling disconnected from people or feeling like there's something wrong with me. But often what's just happened is they've just had a big jump in gratitude. Yes. Among other things, right? Yeah. So it's like, huh, why are you going to focus on that negative stuff when we could be focusing on the on building something better, right? So like gratitude okay. disconnects us from toxic and uh, negative emotions and and often that rumination that accompanies those those the toxic thinking and feeling, right? Well, so much of that's tied into our need to be approved. Yeah. So if if you know you take a, a giant, you know, leap forward in the work you've been wanting to do, anyways, and now the people that have been really toxic in your life, you're like, uh, well, maybe it wasn't so bad, right. and there's something wrong with me because they're going to tell you there's something wrong with you. Exactly. And what you know, if you hadn't been to that bloody therapy stuff and or whatever, whatever it is you're reading these days is crap. Yeah. You're like, you're, look at we're all the same. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. You're all the same. Yeah. Because you change the dance and they want to change it back. Oh, big time. And they will put a lot of pressure on people Mm -hmm. to try and and take it back. To the point where if you don't really have that solid self-esteem and you start to believe it, you're going to just feel so beaten up by it to the point where you're going to doubt what you just uh, accomplished. Sure. So when you shift your, your perspective... You see things differently. So when you Always. shift your attitude to gratitude, you see the relationships that you've had in the past as being a little bit different than you probably saw them before. Or you probably wanted them to be. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, Maya Angelou, uh, one of my favorite uh, sayings of her, she's one of my favorite people, uh, is that if you if you don't like something, change it. Mm-hmm. If you can't change something, then change your attitude. Yep. And, you know, that there's just such wisdom in that Mm -hmm. because, you know, when we walk in with an attitude of, oh, God, (coughs) I've got to go to work again. Oh, God, here I am. Uh, 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 And everything is like an, oh, God, kind of thing or no gourd. What are the two? You know, it's like that. That just we just let that energy come out from us and people just pick up on it. Yeah. Well, the only thing that you can really change, right, is how you think, how you feel or what you do. And the energy that you put out. Yeah, for sure. Which is part of all that. All you know, of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all you can change, you know. But walking around, you know, in this attitude of negativity and this attitude of poor me or whatever else you want to, you know, add on to that uh, is really not conducive to feeling any sort of gratitude for anything in your life. Right. Exactly. You know, so that's why that's why it really is a difference from an attitude of negativity and shifting over to an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. So sometimes what I'll do with clients is if there's something that they don't um, appreciate in their life that, that that but that they need to have in their life, but they don't appreciate it, then like maybe their job. Right. Yep. And they're not happy at their job. Then we actually start really, really small. What is one thing you like at the job? Well, I really like standing at the water cooler. <laughs> right. Or I really, they have really good That's coffee. That's why I had them removed. <laughs> right. Or they have, you know, that my swivel chair is exceptional or whatever. Right. So if you focus on the one tiniest piece 
that brings happiness. Then yep. happiness can grow from that. And it sounds kind of Pollyanna, right? Especially in a world where, you know, there's lots of, we have lots of problems, global warming, all sorts of stuff like that. A lot of people who are really, really focused on making a change. And that is fantastic. Yes. Right? Fantastic. Um, however, feeling that you want to change isn't enough, right? You yep. got to get up and you got to do something. Yep. Opportunity may knock on the door, but you better get up and answer it. Yeah, exactly, right? So, is that someone at the door? You know, I'll just think I'll sit here. Yeah. They don't have the key. Yeah, like going <laughs> to marches is great. I love marches because they're very empowering and they make you feel part of a collective thing. But, you know, but yeah, you got to lay off the straws. You got to not drive your SUVs. You got to stop eating the meat, you know, all the time. I'll put that in brackets for people. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, there's all sorts of actions that have to follow up. And the actions actually reinforce our sense of empowerment and our own gratitude for our own agency. Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, another cliched line, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And there's a lot of very intentioned people, but we want to move that intention to action. Yeah, exactly. Right. We have to we have to take part in our life. I think most of us are very, you know, my observation is most people are very uh, um, they're walking through this life. They're they're not involved in their life. They haven't engaged into into their life. Yeah. You know, they have great intentions of doing that though. Yeah. But then suddenly it's over. But you know what? I can't blame them for not engaging. Well, because it's, it's overwhelming and scary. And Absolutely. especially when we're in a world that has so much negativity, right? Which is why if you're feeling negative, call a friend yes. who has a good gratitude attitude. Right. And listen to them and ask them to help you reframe it. Yeah. Right. What 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 is good here in the midst of all this ickiness? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, I mean, I just share a very close friend of mine died this week. Very. Oh, very shocking. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. uh, No, I know. And he was. uh, one of these people, he was so involved in his community. Mm. He's, uh, he lives in Michigan, uh, David, and uh, uh, suddenly I'm, I find out that he's passed away. And he's, he's really one of my oldest. We've been friends for about 40 years. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a shock. But, you know, David gave and he gave and he gave, you know. And he's just such a, you know, all of the tributes that have been coming up uh, for him on Facebook and so on have just been like just such a kind, giving person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I think, oh, my God, imagine if we were all like that. Mm-hmm. You know, at some, at some level, you know, to, uh, to be able to uh, uh, have that just sense of wanting to be there, wanting right. to be there for others. Yeah. You know, at his own expense, though, a little bit, you know, in terms of his health. But, uh, you know, anyways, that's, you know, he's needed somewhere else, obviously. And, yeah. and uh, we're finished with him here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's finished here. Uh, so we just have to embrace that. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was really just quite a shock. So when we're talking, when we're talking about, you know, be, you know, getting involved and being out there, as long as you're prepared to put up with people's garbage and crap, which is coming from their fear. Yeah. Their fear of change, their fear of the status quo. Politics is all about that right now. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, let's take what was, we're going to turn upside down because we know how to make it better. And no, you don't. You just made more people even more frightened. Mm -hmm. And that's both in America and in Canada. Yep. Uh, um, Mm -hmm. That's, you know, probably some other nations we could probably, you know, rhyme off as well, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh, So importantly, you know, it's uh, gratitude's about embracing. Everything that we have in our life, because most of us are focused on what we don't have. Right. 
I don't, you know, uh, uh, it also is, is the conditions that we place upon our happiness. I'll be happy when I get the car, I get the lover, I get the new house, I get the new job. I get, and it, it's like the elusive butterfly. It just never lands and you're always going to be chasing something um, because that focus on what I don't have is probably one of the most destructive ones we can have. Well, even having, right? Making it a question about having is an externalization of the emotion of gratitude, right? Absolutely. So it's like if I have this, which is outside the body, which is the car, the object, the whatever, then I will feel better. Then I will be happy. And the reality is, and it's so cliche to say, but the reality is happiness is generated from within. So it's not about having something. It's about being something. Exactly, right? or feeling something. Yeah, in that moment, right? Yeah. And the thing is, the trick is to feel gratitude without the car. Yes. Without the house. Yeah, without right? the lover. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> Too bad yeah. you can't feel it with the lover, right? <laughs> so gratitude is right now, in the moment, mm. present. It's not about what I, when I get something. It's not about bringing something in from the future or reclaiming something from the past. It's totally about us in the moment. Uh, that in itself is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm, you know, totally. One of the things that I really love, and I always say about what students and, and uh, uh, clients uh, have taught me, and even doing this radio show, yep. is you have to be in the moment. I have to be following you. You're following me. We're not, we don't have worded scripts here. You know, and if you If you... Look out the window and you miss that. You have to go, I'm sorry. You know, uh, you know, those, those things, so especially my students and clients have just taught me so much about being in the moment. Sure. That's, a, that's the biggest gift I could ever have been given. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my gift for all those years of teaching. In this moment. That's all there is. Right now, Gord, <laughs> you are my world. There is, that's it. That's, only you exist right now. <laughs> uh, there has to be a song, I feel, coming on somewhere. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when we, when we open our heart and just embrace everything that we are mm-hmm. and all that we have, we arrive at a very positive place. And that allows other good stuff to flow to us. Yep. So gratitude sort of begets gratitude. It does. It does. Yeah. But you have to be in the in the picture. Not grateful for the environment we're sitting in, but the fact that I'm grateful for me and in this environment. Right. Most people want to look outside, you know. So so let's do let's do an exercise here, okay? Okay. Wherever wherever you are right now, okay? Uh, if you're driving, except if you're driving, if you, except if you're driving you might not want to do this so much. But <laughs> wherever you're sitting right now is just to take a look around and see all the things that you are grateful for around you. It could be your watch. It could be the little kid you know, who's playing in front of you. It could be your fabulous television set. But I want you to put you into that picture mm-hmm. as well. Okay, so just take a second. I just want you to not don't look at what you think you need to change or, oh, God, I better wash that or get a new one of something. I just want you to be grateful around you. Just look around and see all that you have in your life, including yourself in this very moment. Okay. Do you feel it? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) You know, um, probably a lot of people did not even think about including themselves in that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a little, it's a little beam of light that comes out of your heart. It is, 
right? It is. That's the felt sense of gratitude. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you look at your children, you look at your animals, you know, your pets or whatever, mm. and you just feel that, uh, you know, just, mm. just so blessed. Mm-hmm. I think that's another word, to, to be blessed, to be given that, that opportunity to have, or be custodian of, yeah. teacher of. I actually like to imagine little beacons of light coming out of my heart. And so they'll just go boop, 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 and I zap people <laughs> with them. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, Is that, okay. and I zap them. Okay. I zap people around absolutely. me with them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a great way to, to connect as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, recently, John Amodio, uh, he's a PhD, he wrote the uh, five ways that being appreciated nourishes us. If And he said, if only we could let it in fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's why I kept saying on that little exercise of looking around is, are, get yourself in that picture. Yeah. Because if we can't appreciate ourselves then we're really going to have difficulty appreciating other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we'll also have a great deal of difficulty when someone gives us a nice compliment. Mm-hmm. We just negate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this whole thing? Oh, five bucks down at Winners, you know, or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Uh, we, we absolutely toss all these things away. So he's uh, given us five ways that, you know, we can uh, uh, perhaps build this, this wealth of gratitude within ourselves. So uh, it's interesting, right? So somebody gives you a compliment and you say, this whole thing, five bucks, you know, like you're speaking out of shame. Oh, this whole thing, kind of five bucks down exactly. at Winners. You can say, can you believe five bucks at winners? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of the same it's way of presenting the same information, yeah. but with entirely different emotion behind it. Exactly. But mm-hmm. you're not going to say, oh, yeah, well, this was at Macy's for $300. Exactly. Because then people would Isn't go. Isn't it divine? <laughs> really? <laughs> people are just going to go, catch her. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, that's just so. Again, that whole thing of what's yeah. acceptable and what's not acceptable. Uh, so, uh, you know, the the whole thing of, um, um, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I like saying that's a shame based statement. Yeah. This whole thing, five bucks. Yeah, exactly. It sort of takes away the fact you spend any money on yourself. God forbid. All right. Uh, so, uh, the the, the I'm going number to one is start with self appreciation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's you know. Do I need to say more about that one? No, I think it's pretty obvious. I think it is too. Yep. Number two, stop glossing over the small gratitude. Yep. All right. So, and that's the one that we actually just said, you know. Yep. Uh, but also, when we when someone says thanks to us, so we just go, ah, no problem. Or, you know, uh, my, my Spanish uh, uh, friend is like, ah, de nada. And it's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, it's nothing. But it is something. Yeah. It is something. It's that, it goes back to what you said earlier about that recognition piece. Yeah. And, you know, the other piece that I think is interesting here is we never know what is going on in somebody else's life in that moment, right? Oh, my so God, So just yes. opening the door, just holding the door for somebody, even if you hold it with your foot and they're running by, you never know. They could just be having the worst day. And just a small, little random act of kindness is the thing that makes them go, oh, my God, you know? There's yep. something good here today. Something small. Someone sees me. And now here's another random act of kindness. Mm-hmm. We will be back in two minutes. This is Things Worth Considering here on Voice America uh, Talk Radio Internet. And we will be right back on the other side of these commercials. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca That's info at spiritgrows.ca Now, back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, this is Things Worth Considering, and uh, this is Gord and Jan, and we're talking today about gratitude as we flow into the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and gratitude is uh, one of those things that is, I don't know, in some ways it's so big. I mean, pe- people sometimes feel guilty about being grateful. Yeah, for it's like sure. Acknowledging it, God, if I, if I talk about it, they're going to take it away. Yeah, or that somehow they don't deserve to be happy. That's yeah. a big thing in our in exactly, our exactly. Or they don't deserve to have something. You mm. know, um, they didn't work hard enough. Well, yeah, in some cases they didn't, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I'm not sitting in judgment here. Um, validation, you know, to seek validation, you know, our actions are just the social glue that uh, bring people so much closer to us. Uh, that giving validation and receiving validation, I think, is such an important part of gratitude mm-hmm. people don't do that Mm-mm. they don't hold the door open and they don't say hey that was a really good job mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, they'll tell you though what's wrong with it they'll tell you what's wrong with that picture that's hanging up there and how crooked it is but no one's going to say I love the colors in that painting mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. well they will the odd person will I shouldn't say nobody that's too blankety mm-hmm. but more people are going to point out to you the negative aspect of whatever it is than they are ever going to point out the positive can I tell you a funny story about that sure so you might I'm sure you notice. I have a habit of tipping my head yes. to the usually to the right, right. I know I've developed a real crank in my neck. Yeah, from trying to look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so my friends all know this about me, right? So anyway, somebody came in my house who I didn't know very well, and they happened to notice that all the pictures in my house were actually lopsided. <laughs> Can no. you believe it? Yeah. 
yeah. And so here I am hanging my pictures with my tilted hat, and I go, oh, it looks great, right? When I look, it looks great. And they came in, and they looked at it, and it was straight. And I looked at or they looked at it straight on, and it was tipped, right? So I'm looking at it, and they're going, everything in this house is crooked, Jan. And I'm looking, and I go, oh, my God, it is, right? <laughs> so my offer to them was this was an opportunity for them to learn what life looks like with a tipped head, right? I have gratitude for that. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, isn't that hilarious? That's, that's, <laughs> I could, I'm surprised I won't even said anything. They would say something to somebody else who would say, she thought everything in your house was so crooked. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> but yeah, good for them. <laughs> um, the other thing about gratitude uh, is, and it's harder for some people, uh, and that is to you know get rid of all that noise in your head. Yeah, that's hard sometimes. You know, people, and, right? and be able to focus on a, de- a deeper meaning. When you've got that going on in your head all the time, it really it just takes away. Yep. It takes away from everything. It just totally consumes us. Yep. Take a moment and focus on just what really you appreciate that's being sent to you from others. Mm-hmm. You may not see it, but if you sit there long enough, you will. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it takes a little bit of time because most of us, they're like me, little old me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, little old you. There's a lot of people that really appreciate us. Yeah. And the flip side is, right, is that is around uh, when gratitude fails, right? When you have the incapacity to feel gratitude. And uh, there's been a fair amount of research on this by a guy named Rob Emmons, who's a preeminent uh, scholar in this area, research uh, psychologist. And what he says is that there's basically five sort of personality traits that fit into that mm-hmm. uh, person where a person where um, gratitude would would be a wouldn't work. It, and that is these aren't really great qualities, but <laughs> hey, we all have a piece of each uh, ex- an excessive sense of self-importance. Right. Arrogance, vanity. Um, an unquenchable need for admiration and approval and a sense of entitlement. So if you think of those five things on the list, they're actually, they fit in really nicely. You can see how those would be the blocks to uh, all the things that we've just talked about in terms of how to feel gratitude and what gratitude is. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't get out of yourself. You ex- Well, you can't get out of yourself in terms of the power dynamics that you impose on other people, right? You can't, um, you can't engage in pro-social behavior. From a place of authenticity and compassion. Yeah, authenticity. Yep. Right? Yeah, and you're always looking outside yourself for approval or validation. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody if somebody actually could see past all that and give us an actual compliment, we probably couldn't take it in anyways. Yeah. And we'd just be like, oh, of course, what do you expect? It's from me. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, of course, darling, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect, darling. <laughs> you know, our... Random acts of kindness every day is an expression of gratitude. Yeah. I think. I actually have that, you know. Um, uh, make sure, uh, what is it? Uh, express, uh, make sure that you do a random act of kindness today. Yeah. It's actually right in my checks. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. I, I put it on, yes. I've had. I've actually had people comment on it like, yeah. really? A random act of kindness? And say, so, yeah. Give it to somebody who's not expecting it. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, oh, okay. But I've got a lot of interesting things having that written on my checks. Well, in a competitive world of, you know, that values individualism and separation and autonomy and independence, right? Absolutely. Just doing random acts of kindness, of generosity is actually pretty radical. 
It's very radical because what's so radical about it is it might connect us once again. Oops. Oops. And that's what again. this show is all about, is connections. <laughs> things worth connecting. <laughs> things, things worth connecting when we're considering them. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's it's that connection to ourself and our families. and But it's also just to our, our communities or mm-hmm. our, our country or whatever, you know, in a healthy way, mm-hmm. not an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some things we can do to create gratitude? Oh, well, the big popular one that everybody talks about is the gratitude journal. Yep. So you just write in your gratitude journal. It can be something as simple as listing. If you're not a big writer, listing three things every day before you go to bed that you have appreciation for. And they don't have to be big things, right? No. They can just be little things. Mint-flavored toothpaste. Delicious. Exactly, right? Like <laughs> Or chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Yes. And you know, if you consider what it would be like without mint flavored toothpaste, you'd be like <laughs> scrubbing your teeth with twigs like we were doing two hundred years ago, right? So <sighs> so like just little things like that, right? But sometimes that's all we can even muster because we really might be in a headspace that we don't feel gratitude about anything today. Yep. So the work is actually finding the mint toothpaste. Yeah. Shoelaces. Yeah, I'm think about how great that. life is with shoelaces, right? <laughs> like just basic stuff. Yeah, glasses that I can read. What it is that you're you're mouthing yeah. to me? I mean, in the West, hello. Most of us get to eat every day. That's nice. Oh God, yes. And we're most of us are warm. Yeah. Or dry. Yeah. Or whatever it is, but we have some sort of shelter. We have some sort of food. We have some sort of water that's yeah. not going to poison us. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, there are exceptions, but yeah. Overall, those are, those are you know, we're, we take those kinds of things for granted. Yeah. You can even consider um, things that you might think of as negative situations, like you avoided an accident. You can be grateful for that. Yeah. You have gratitude for that. Yeah. 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 It's a good way of knowing that your number's not up. That's right. <laughs> but <Bidding, laughs> still here. And I'm very grateful right? for that. Another thing you can do is uh, you can actually just think about something that you're grateful for or think about a person you love. And if you, it's, this is a great exercise. I often get my students to do this, right? Is this, cause this shows us how much control we actually have our, over our emotions. If you were to just close your eyes, not while you're driving, but close your eyes at any given moment and think about something that you don't like. And then you open your eyes and you go, oh, I feel grumpy, right? Just thinking <laughs> about liverwurst, sandwiches or something puts Liver me over the edge, right? Yeah. But if you close your eyes and you think about, the kid next door who laughs in the morning when they go out to the garage. I, I listen every morning for that laugh of that kid, of my neighbor's kid, because it is just hilarious laugh. And oh, some, really? Not every day. It doesn't happen every day because some days he's, you know, there's stress happening there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that laugh, like things like that, that makes me laugh. So even when I just remember the laugh, yes. it makes me happy. There's an, on, an on-air uh a uh, person in Toronto here, uh, Marilyn Dennis. Oh, yeah. And she's been on Chime FM forever. But I I intentionally will turn on that station to hear her laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that great? Because she has such an infectious laugh. When she really laughs, <laughs> she is so infectious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, especially when it was like Roger, Rick, and Marilyn or something, mm-hmm. the three of them were just this magical you know, grouping, and and she really laughed, and I would, I'd listen to it just so I could hear her laugh, because she made me feel good leaving the house. Right, right, exactly, right? I invited her over, but it didn't go over very well. Did she answer your letters? (laughs) All 500 of them? No, but the police came to see me. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, just thinking about something that makes you happy uh, can actually change and shift your emotion. I think that's an amazing, magical thing that that we have, the capacity we have as humans. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I took... 
I went to uh, this is sort of the the flip of that, but also goes to the same place, and that is, um, I was in a, a conference where I took part in a uh, uh, a workshop on men and grieving. Yeah. And you know the fact that men grieve quite differently than women do, um, and. One of the things that the instructor brought up uh, for us to look at was gratitude when we are grieving. Mm-hmm. So that within our loss that we have gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. and what an important role that plays mm-hmm. in being grateful for that person having been in our life mm-hmm. and what we got from that person, you know. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just mentioned briefly David, but, you know, uh, I, I'm grateful because I just saw what a kind, loving heart looks like all the time, easygoing. Yeah. You know, and just, he really cared so deeply about people. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it was right? visible. It was visible on him, mm. you know. So, you know, my, uh, my gratitude around that is having known him, having him, in, having had him in my life. Yeah, and you know, there's, even if, even if you're thinking of a person, in your case, you're thinking of a really generous and kind person, but if you're thinking of a person who perhaps wasn't such a great connection for you in life, you can still have gratitude for what you learned from them. Absolutely. Right? So what's what's the takeaway learning? And Even if it's just, I don't want to be like that. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Show me who I don't want to like be. That. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, and often in breakups, really messy breakups, when, you know, you're like struggling, 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 it takes a little while before you actually realize, huh, what did I learn from being with that person right yeah so the other thing you can do is you can write uh, a gratitude letter right I mean, people yeah. talk about this all the time to someone um for whom you feel grateful yes right yes and then you can consider sending it or you can actually go and give that to them right right, right? marty right. slagman talks about this all the time again or Bob you can Evans just put it in the drawer all the time you can and read it and read it yeah. yeah like like read it and put it in the drawer but yeah we don't necessarily if it feels too threatening you don't have to give it to them yeah you know the flip side of that too is um, like one thing that you can do is if you this this has to go back to this idea of being acknowledged feeling feeling happy for being acknowledged getting validation is uh, you can create a feel good file in your email folders mm. and when somebody sends you a nice email. Right. You get, you know how you get this sometimes yeah, in teaching people yeah. like years later, people be that one thing you said in class really stuck with. And you think, I don't even know this person or <laughs> what? I didn't do I say that. that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and I ha- I slipped that over into a feel good folder. So in the days that I don't feel so good or, you know, I'm just not big on teaching or whatever, just want to stay in bed. Then, you know, you can just look at your feel good file and you can go, wow, OK, I kind of do matter in some ways. Right. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I do has an impact or, you know, I think as an instructor, I think that that's, you know, that's really big because sometimes you just don't feel like you're, you know, am I impacting people? Am I making yeah. a mark? Am I, you know, and then along comes somebody that, you know, just send us something and just like, uh, okay. Right. You know, the reinforces that we really are helping people. And see, this know. actually fits into, like, this is true, certainly, of teaching where people come in and out of your life so quickly. Like, yes. uh, at the university, I, I won't even know students' names for the most part. Some yeah, of them yeah. I will know, but most of them, you just see them for four months, 12 weeks across four months, and then you never see them again, ever. Yep. Yep. Right? And so, but, but that's an example of how most of our relationships are like that in the course of the day, right? Um, you go through Tim Horton's drive-thru, your coffee drive-thru, and the same woman gives you the coffee every day, right? When she, when the window goes open and she goes, hi, how are you this morning? And you know that she knows you. Yes. Right? And when you drive away and say, see you tomorrow, thanks for making me breakfast, right? <laughs> that just creates a kind of validation that feels really good. Yeah, for, right? for her and for you. 
Of course. Yeah. Because right? she's excited that you remembered her. Yeah. Because they ex- don't feel that anybody oh, remembers them. Yeah. And hopefully she's excited to know or she appreciates knowing that somebody else looks forward to seeing her face at the window every day, passing over the extra large cup of tea. Yep. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we're um, uh, coming up to getting ready to eat. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, I'm already prepared. I'm prepared. Uh, now, going into the Thanksgiving weekend, uh, if you're here in Toronto, uh, we have, uh, actually, it's a, we're having our Thanksgiving on the 18th at our Compassion Energy Circle. So we're going to be doing a ritual, a Thanksgiving ritual of gratitude. Uh, you're welcome to come on out and join us. And uh, uh, that should be a, a really cool uh, evening. I love when we do rituals because mm-hmm. our next big one's at Christmas time. Well, rituals are great for gratitude. Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. Yes, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, also, uh, what else do we have? You know who we have coming up who? next week on the air on the 17th is Mr. Andrew Kun. Um, and he is doing a whole lot around IRS Yoga Nindra. Mm. as well as the internal family systems, which is fascinating. Yep. Yeah, I think it's quite fascinating. And uh, he works with bringing both of those together, um, and he's going to be talking about uh, and answering questions about all of those things. Jane and I have tons of questions uh, as to how all of that works. So uh, look for that on the show next week on the 17th and uh, on the 18th if you're in Toronto. Uh, we invite you to come on out at 7 o'clock, 3300 Young Street to the Thanksgiving Compassion Energy Healing Circle. And everyone is welcome. It's by donation only. Um, we hope you'll come on out. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for you, Gord. Oh, I knew you were going to say I that. Knew that. I'm grateful for being psychic. It <laughs> 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 was such a setup. I'm so grateful for you, too, and all your animals and your truck and your dog. Oh, yeah. I'm a pretty simple girl. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to the end. Uh, for all of our Canadian uh, listeners, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we're getting ready to wish our American uh, listeners Thanksgiving wishes in about six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Ways. yeah exactly. We're still exactly. fattening up the turkeys. Yeah, get, exactly. <laughs> get that turkey out there. So, <laughs> and on that note, uh, I wish you a great week, great weekend, and we will see you same time, same place, Thursdays, 8 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific time here on the network of Voice America. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Dr. Jan Hill and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.